Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Rick's Cafe Live. And uh, it's so wonderful that you're inviting us once again into your living room, especially on this occasion. Happy Easter. Happy Passover, everyone. Um, that song that I just played to start the show was Franz Schubert's Ave Maria. It's a song that's very special to me, to my family. It's a song I've played in church many times for very, very special occasions. And I've played it on the Gospel Hour, on the cruises, on multiple occasions, as well as on the Gospel According to Jazz Chapter 4 for Kirk Whalem. Yeah, I thought it was a good way to start the show. Um, as I said, thank you for tuning in. It's so special that you'll invite us into your living room. And this show, I know we like to have a lot of fun here. We like to joke around. We're going to do some of that. But this is a very somber week. It's a very difficult week. There are a lot of people who are going through a lot of things because of the coronavirus. And uh, I just want to let you know that our love and support and prayers go out to everyone who's personally affected by this crisis and tragedy and modern-day plague. And uh, the message of Passover was never more relevant than it is today, where we're all staying inside to be safe and hoping that the evil that's going on outside will pass us over. And let's all pray and hope that that is going to happen for everyone who's watching us tonight and for everyone else in the world. So we, will ha we have a great show for you. And I'm very excited about this show. It's Rick's Cafe Live, the Gospel Hour. And when I think about a Gospel Hour, of course, the two people that I needed to have involved in the show, and I'm so grateful they're here, is my dear friends Kirk Whalem and Jonathan Butler. I think of both of them as brothers. They're both left-handed. We have had so many wonderful times together. So I'm extremely joyful that they're here for us this week. Now, even though we're going through a difficult time, the Easter message and the Passover message is a message of resurrection. It's a message of freedom because the Jewish people were set free from the slavery of the Pharaoh. And it's a message of ascension. It's a message of uplifting. So that's what we're going to hopefully give to you this evening is something that's uplifting and something that you will walk away feeling better for having spent this time with us. So I, I want to let you know before I introduce Kirk that this whole show is dedicated to the women and the men in our healthcare industry. Uh, all of those people who are on the front line and who are risking their own well-being for the sake of others who are in immediate need of attention and help. So this goes out to you and I say women and men because as we all know as wonderful as our doctors are, the nurses more often than not are the ones who are hands-on and, and the closest proximity to people who are ill. So God bless you all, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Okay, so let's get on with the show. This man is one of my dearest, dearest friends in the world. He's my spiritual advisor. He speaks so many languages, and he speaks a language that, uh, that we can all relate to, uh, besides speaking French and uh, Spanish, and he's learning Italian. But the language that my brother Kirk Whalem speaks is a language of love. And I think right now we need a language of love more than we need any other thing in the world. So without any more hesitation, I want to turn the show over to my dear brother, Kirk Whalem. <laughs>
Happy Passover, happy Easter, happy spring. Uh, it really is a, an honor and a joy to spend this time virtually with my friend Rick Braun and actually a few of my friends, Jonathan Butler, uh, my brother from another mother, um, just great musicians and um, well-wishers, people who, you know, are, are band together in this invisible bond called humanity. I just recorded a record called Humanité, which is French for humanity. It's like, really, it's, it, it is the story. It's the story of our interconnectedness. And um, man, it, now more than ever, I'm feeling that. Um, but anyway, I'm grateful to be celebrating Easter with you. Um, I told Rick that I would just share a little bit of uh, kind of a narrative to me that represents uh, my faith uh, in Christ and my faith in God um, uh, through sort of the story of someone else. Uh, and that someone else in this case is my old boss, uh, Whitney Houston. Um, you know, I, I'm honored to say that the solo that I played on her, on her I Will Always Love You, uh, is sort of in the history books. And it's not anything that I take credit for. Uh, it's because she insisted that her band play along with her as she sang and recorded, you know, made this, this movie, uh, much to the chagrin of the directors, she said, I have to do this live to the film, and I have to have my band, and that would be us, Ricky Minor, all of us, Paul Jackson Jr., playing along as she sang that song, I Will Always Love You. And it strikes me uh, that in this moment, I'm drawn back to that story. Of course, during this season um, of Passover and of Easter, I am, of course, drawn to the scriptures, you know, uh, these writings that are so very old and yet so very new, always poignant, right? Uh, so much about the Hebrew Bible, so much about the New Testament that we don't understand, uh, so much of it that's problematic in like ways that, you know, I won't understand until I'm literally there with the Savior. But I got lots of questions. But even with all of that, when I turn to the scripture, as Whitney often did, I find that solace uh, and that sort of grounding that uh, I know I need, especially in times like this. Well, Whitney, we had a lot of uh, conversations uh, about her love for God. And um, it, it seems that when she decided that we were going to do that song, in that way, live, with all of us playing at the same time. You can't see us in the movie, but we're literally there behind this huge, thick curtain, so all the sound would get all mixed up. But she, she sang this lyric. It didn't occur to me, by the way, until years and years later, 
uh, what that lyric said, right? Um, that she sang it ostensibly, you know, to you know a, a guy in the movie, right? Um, it, it wasn't that wasn't the whole story. Um, and if you think about just for a second the lyric to that song, "I Will Always Love You," she says, "If I should stay, I'd only be in the way, and so." I'll go. And yet I know I'll think of you every step of the way. And I will always love you. So in a moment like this, I'm thinking back on, wait a minute, that could very well have been the Savior speaking to you, speaking to me through Whitney. Um, because we know that, um, and by the way, um, Jewish people await the coming of this Messiah, right? Um, as a believer in Christ, I, I, I believe that he is that Messiah. Um, and if you would think about, um, if, if I should stay, I'd only be in the way. So Jehovah the Father spoke to Jesus and said, you know what, um, this has got to happen. There's a, there has to be a sacrifice, not just any sacrifice, pure and holy, sacred blood shed, like a terrible, terrible thing, out of which is going to come this amazingly wonderful thing uh, on our behalf, right, to make things right with God. Um, and so here's Christ saying, you know what, uh, I don't want to go through this. This is terrible. If you remember uh, some of you heard this in Sunday school, you know, about him being in the Garden of Gethsemane and crying out to God, like, man, this is a terrible, terrible thing that's going to happen. And sure enough, like, you know, sort of universal um, uh, law dictates that there has to be this sacrifice. And so he says, you know, I'll go. So if you can imagine him trying to explain this to uh, his followers, to his disciples, saying, you know, if I should stay here with you, uh, I would actually be in the way of God's overall plan to redeem, to buy back um, all of humankind, all of my children. Uh, this has to happen. And, and you're the only one qualified to do it, having led a, a perfect and holy life. Um, so Christ is saying, if you can imagine with me through that lyric, if I should stay I'd only be in the way. This whole thing that we have now to celebrate resurrection, to celebrate Passover, that the wrath of God uh, passed over his people. And this whole new life, this n another chance, a second chance, uh, 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 that all, none of that would have been able to be true had he stayed there. Uh, but he didn't stay. He said, if I should stay, I'd only be in the way. So I'll go. And if you can imagine, you know, you, you, they speak of the Via Dolorosa, and those who speak Spanish and are familiar with Latin, uh, they know that Dolorosa means, it means a, way, a way of suffering, a way of torment, the Via way of suffering, that this way I'll go, I will take that, uh, that, that punishment, I'll pay that price. Uh, and it, it's a lonely, lonely road. Those of you who, who live sacrificial lives, uh, for instance, the folks who are now serving as nurses and attendants and doctors, uh, in the hospitals and those who even even in restaurants, you know, and, and grocery stores, they know that to go 
uh, this way of sacrifice. It's a lonely road. Uh, and, and, and yet, on our behalf and before all of this, he went and he did that. He said, I'll go. And the thing that I want to remind you of today is, again, through this lyric, he said, I'll go. And yet, I know that I'll think of you every step, every painful step, every tortured, tormented step on this Via Dolorosa. I'll go. I'll think of you every step of the way. Hmm. Wow. It seems so much deeper than like Whitney and Kevin Costner, doesn't it? I'll think of you. Like, it's because of you, uh, my intense love for you and your desperate situation, again, is manifest, perhaps metaphorically, in this, this pandemic. That, that we actually do wait for someone uh, we actually do put our hopes and our faith in someone. You know, people say, you'll be careful in, in, in putting your hopes in leaders. Uh, and definitely, we found that out because we've had some deficits of leadership, right? But, but I would submit to you that, no, it is in us to wait for this one who will save us, who will, uh, who will rescue us. And, and what the lyric of the song says, he says, Yes, I'm going to go this this terrible place, this very difficult place, but the thing that will keep me moving forward, every painful step, is I'll be thinking of you. Of you. I'll think of you every step of the way. And the outcome that we celebrate, again, the resurrection, the new life, uh, every beautiful flower, every plant, the sound of every bird singing, during this season, the thing that we celebrate, even in anticipation of this pandemic being over, the thing we celebrate is that lyric that Whitney sang, and then she went to heaven. It said, I will always love you. I will always love you. That's worth celebrating today. I'm so grateful I could be here to share this with you here as in on this planet, we're, we're one. We're celebrating together today the promise of new life. We're celebrating the promise of being rescued from this thing. As we pray for every single person who's serving, every single person who's sacrificing through this, uh, every person who's afraid. And by the way, you know, I've been afraid as well. But we pray for each other during this time. And we celebrate the lyric to this song of someone who will always love us no matter what.
Kirk Whalem, my brother. Oh, thank you so much for that beautiful, beautiful message. Um, the fact that you played the saxophone live on that iconic recording and gave us so much love through that solo and then brought it here to us today and made it bigger than just a song and let us all know how important that love is and that uh, we are not alone. So we appreciate that message on Easter and it, uh, it's something that I can take with me after the show is over for sure. So we want to go on with the show now and have, uh, I want to tell you about my next guest because he's somebody very special. He's another multi-instrumentalist. Uh, he's a young man and his name is Hamilton Hardin. And he was staying at our house back in, I think, 2015 when we recorded the self-titled BWB uh, project. And he stayed here and he was playing on the record and, and staying at the house. Now, he's eating dinner with us one night, and my wife is a really good cook, especially when it comes to such German food. She can make the Wiener schnitzel very, very, very good. And in fact, it's kind of magical. So there's Hamilton sitting at our table for another meal, but this time it's Wiener schnitzel. And he puts down his utensils in the middle of the meal, and he says, when I come back, if I come back in another lifetime, I want to be reborn as a brawn. And, and he says, as a matter of fact, can I, can I be adopted into your family? Can I be your son? And I said, of course you can. Dad, son. So from that moment on, whatever we call each other, it's, that's our greeting. And uh, he's an awesome human being. And uh, I asked him, I'll tell you what, the story goes like this. I'm going to talk for a minute. Okay, hang with me. So the story goes like this. We're uh, rehearsing for the BWB tour, big tour. And it starts out at the Cape Town Jazz Festival, thousands of people. And Hamilton is going to be the understudy for John Stoddard on keyboards. So he's watching us rehearse and learning the songs on keyboards. And all of a sudden, an emergency came up. And our drummer was unable to make the trip two days before the tour was to start. And we're going over to play for thousands of people. Hamilton is sitting there as the understudy keyboard player. And everybody's going, what are we going to do? And he raises his hand. He goes, I play drums. I play drums. So we go, okay, and uh, Kirk and Norman and I go, well, come on up, let's play a song. He gets up on the drums, and he absolutely kills it, just does a wonderful job. So he goes to Cape Town with us and plays the show and does an amazing job. Fast forward a, a couple of uh, months later, and we're on the road, and we're at the Ram's Head getting ready to play a show, and our bass player comes to us and says, uh, I have to go, guys. My wife is getting ready to deliver, and I have to fly back home now. And so we're trying to figure out what we can do for a bass player and who we could call. And guess who we called? Hamilton Harden. So he comes up to the show, learns the parts in like a day, and plays the bass and does a fantastic job. So that's the kind of musician he is. So he's playing every instrument on this song he's going to do for you right now. And... Um, I'm so glad I asked him two days ago to do it and he put this whole thing together in two days and it's a song that I learned in Sunday school at Salem UCC in Allentown, Pennsylvania. It's called, it's called Jesus Loves Me This I Know Cause the Bible Tells Me So. Yes, Jesus Loves Me. Oh, Jesus 
Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, and little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. And yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus. Jesus loves me, oh yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. Awkward stare, wink, and scene. Where's my Oscar? Where's my Oscar? Gentlemen. I'm here to present the Oscar for outstanding saxophone and flute and vocal performance in a home studio which previously, for all intended purposes, was a bedroom. This year's Oscar goes to... I love that sound. <clears throat> Hello! 
Hamilton Harden! Well deserved. Where's my Oscar? Where is it? Oh my goodness. We actually have one. Um, Hamilton couldn't be here this evening, obviously. No one could be here this evening. So Hamilton, we'll save this for you. Who was that guy? What just happened? I have no clue, but uh, welcome back. Uh, we're going to get on with the show right now, and I want to introduce our next guest. And this is someone who I'm so close to. He's our dear friend. He's like family to us. We've spent many holidays together over the years, and he's one of the most talented people I have ever known. He's also left-handed. So please welcome to Rick's Cafe Live the one and only Jonathan Butler. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Rick's Cafe, and happy Resurrection Sunday. Happy Easter to everybody around the world, to our friends, our fans, our families, and to everyone. Um, I know we are living in a very, very tough time right now with the coronavirus and all that is going on, but I'm here to encourage you. The Bible in the book of Corinthians says, casting down all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into obedience to the Word of God. I really believe this is very important for us because right now everybody's calling everybody, telling everybody what's going on with the coronavirus. But I'm here as a believer to say God's Word is yay and amen. And so what I'm trying to say, God is bigger than coronavirus and I want to share with you let's not exalt coronavirus let's exalt the Lord on this resurrection Sunday and here's a song that I'd like to share with you then hopefully we can find our, back, our way back to the cross Oh 
falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Oh, falling in Resurrection Sunday. Jesus is risen and he is the hope of glory. Amen. Man. <laughs> For those of you who don't know that that's the way I greet Rick Braun, every time I see him, I'm sorry, but that's, and he, he probably says something like, Gas! Rick, uh, I am very, very happy that you invited me onto the show tonight. It's great to be at Rick's Cafe. I love Rick's Cafe. And, uh, but you and I both know that you needed to invite me tonight because you're a person who values fair representation. And uh, you have the other uh, side of things um, for this very special weekend, represented very well with one Jonathan Butler and one Kirk Whalem, and yourself, by the way, and your wonderful family. And I'm here to represent the other side the Jews, also a very important week in the lives of Jews all over the world. Now, I am Jewish, but I really am more what they would call sort of Jew-ish. I'm not a super Jew, uh, but I did have a virtual family Seder, uh, virtual Seder with my entire family on Wednesday night, which was the first night of Passover. And I learned a lot of very interesting things. Even though I'm 57 and I've had a whole lot of Seders, uh, this year is the first time that I learned that the word Seder actually means order. And it's pretty interesting because that's the one thing that we all, every person on the planet right now craves is order in our lives because it's so out of order. It's so out of control. We have the illusion that we're in control. Uh, but the story of Passover tells us so much. And it's a story about freedom. It's a story about trust and 
and accepting the, the, what you have and looking towards a, a bright future. And one of the things that's so interesting is the, the parallel between what the Jews did, uh, the story of Passover, what the Jews did was they marked the outside of their house with a, uh, the, the blood of a lamb, I think it was, so that the, the Jews would know no, that that was a blessed house, that was a Jewish home, so they would pass over that house to go to the next home. And, uh, and that's kind of what we're, what we're doing too, as a country, as uh, a planet. We are sitting in our homes, hoping and praying that this virus uh, doesn't come into our home. So the parallels are, are exquisite this year. And um, I hope that uh, Jews and, and people of all faiths, especially this weekend, are looking inside of themselves to find the answers because they are there. And even though we want order so badly right now, uh, the fact that there is no order doesn't mean that there isn't order. Now, I know that that's a jumbled sentence and I apologize, but it's really true, to, or at least for me. I feel like there is a, um, there's poetry in the disorganization and in the fact that we're all struggling and suffering and trying to make sense of all of this. But we will. There's a, a meaning in there somewhere. There has got to be and I know we will find it. I wanna wish you and your family a very happy Easter. I wanna wish uh, Jonathan and his family and Kirk and his family and all of the viewers of Rick's Cafe a very happy Easter, happy Passover, and trust and know and believe in your heart that we're gonna come out of this and be stronger for it. I love you all. Thank you, Rick, so much for inviting me on the show, and I wish you guys all the best. I love you. Hope you enjoy.
Ladies and gentlemen, I have the one and only Randy Jacobs on the phone with me right now. Are you guys there? Oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> I didn't know Hi, you two I was going to be in, in here so soon. <laughs> you are in the shop. Hi. Hello? Hi. So I don't even have to ask you how you're doing in this quarantine because I know that you are newlyweds and I know that you're doing just fine. Could you tell us how you're dealing with the whole quarantine thing? We're, do we're doing really good. You know, it's, you know, a lot of sorry, hula hooping. Uh, uno. Yeah, you know, uno. <laughs> Playing a lot of uh, uno, definitely cooking a lot. Yeah, we're watching, watching Netflix, you know, mm -hmm. Ozark, you know, all of, you know, Tiger King, you know, like everybody movies. else. Yes. Uh, but definitely staying in touch with our family members as well. We've been FaceTiming and doing Zoom and video chatting with our moms, our family, our friends, and that's the way we, we stay in touch with everybody. People may not know this, but you, you are not just an amazing guitar player and, and just a, a, an all-around cheerleader for us all, but you have been our musical director and you've had such a big part in so many of our shows over the years can you can you just talk about that and, and how you go about that and what what you do to keep us all on track because we'd be lost without you brother <laughs> it's not it's not it's not that difficult you know when people are talented it, it it's you know it's just ideas every, everything music is always about ideas you know good and bad you know and and when um when i came into it with warren you know that's how it started warren warren was open to ideas and, and he really wanted, he really wanted the band to, 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 to feel like a band or, or to give ideas and to take it to somewhere else he couldn't take it. And, it. and as I went along and I got to know everybody, went from Warren to you, and then, and then the same thing there, you know, we, we, we grew, we all grew, us as a band. We, we in the early days, you know, <clears throat> with Rayford and, and we had Andre on bass and, and you know, uh, Mitch Foreman. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it was great stuff. Ricky, you know. Ricky Lawson, mm -hmm. Ricky Lawson, and yeah, we had Stan Sargent at one point. You know, yep, Stan playing. Yeah. So yeah, it grows. And then, and when, when I initially got with Dave, you know, Brian Simpson was the musical director there, and but they were open. They were open. Dave was open for to try different things. And you know, me coming from, you know, different areas of music, I've played country and I played rock and I played pop, all those elements could easily be adapted without necessarily pulling the genre from what it is. So it, it, it definitely worked out, you know, I got lucky. Uh, I, I think it's a little more than lucky, Randy, because you're so talented and you're such a wonderful player. And uh, and again, it goes so far beyond being a wonderful player. And I want to bring bring up something that one of the first gigs that you did with me I remember we played the Keswick Theater uh, in Pennsylvania, and you went out into the audience, and I've never seen anyone do this, and probably because I lead a sheltered life, but you ran full speed out the stage from the audience, and you leaned down and caught the back of your neck on the stage and did a full somersault while playing back up onto the stage. I've been I've been doing that stuff since I was since I've been able to play guitar. I don't know why there's something wrong with me, but <laughs> but, but I've always, I always you know, my grandmother was a closet performer. You know, from first time I could learn some chords, 
I had to play songs for her. <clears throat> you know, when the saints come marching, when the saints come marching in, or any kind of song. She was always about that, and she used to tell me, you know, no one wants to see you staring at your shoes. You got to be like T Bone Walker. I saw T Bone Walker. She saw T Bone Walker when he was doing the splits with the guitar behind his head. He'd go all the way down in his white suit and come all the way back up without touching, without pushing himself up, just with the strength of his legs. And she always was into that, you know. And you had that move too, didn't you? At one point, you could do that, <laughs> I right? tried. I could do the splits, but I, I had. I'm like everybody else. You go down. You you need a little a little push to get back up. <laughs> How he did it, I don't. I'll never know. More than a little push at this point, but. Where, where did you get that personality from? Where does that come from in you? Is that from your family or is it something you learned over the years or from people you've worked with? Where, where does that come from? It's definitely from people I've worked with over the years. Um, I worked with, um, most of my teachers were bass players. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Uh, Lamont Johnson from Detroit, Eddie Watkins, um, uh, Michael Henderson was a huge influence, you know, Mr. You Are My Starship, but more than that, I mean, he was a bass player for Miles Davis and in the first Electric Miles band, and and he taught me about time and space, and and um, you know, and the one thing, and Ray Parker, you know, Ray yeah. Ray was always like, you know, you you have to you have to be honest. You can't always worry about someone's feelings because if they if they really want to get the music the best it can be, they know that you're not trying to offend them or put them down or. Or, you know, you have to put the ideas out there. And he's always like that. He walks in a room, it's like a thousand ideas. You know, Ray is, Ray Parker is exactly that. And, and I admired him for that, you know, because in the beginning, you know, I was younger than everybody else. I was shyer, of course. And he says, man, you got to speak up your mind. That thing you were playing was really great, but you let it go. And uh, that's when it started, I think, you know, in Detroit. Hey, hey Blanca. You know, I, you know, you know, people, you know, a lot of people don't know that you, you have been a huge TV star for many, many years. I mean, you want to tell us about that? I mean, you're, you're, kind, you're kind of famous. I mean, uh, <laughs> come no, on, like, don't be shy. No, no, I mean, no, but seriously, I just, I've been on TV for about 27 years. I mean, I just recently retired from Telemundo um, as a journalist. I've been a news anchor, host, producer executive producer um i've enjoyed my ride i mean i've started working when i was 18 years old my first job was as a dj a christian christian radio station in camarillo and then uh, i moved to television as a reporter anchor and then went to the number one station in los angeles for the hispanic market which is univision channel 34 and then moved here to the bay area to work with telemundo for almost uh, 20 years so it's been an amazing ride. I've, um, I have six Emmys thanks to um, being a journalist and doing good reporting. Um, but I don't know six, about Hold on, six <laughs> Emmys? <laughs> yes, I have six Emmys and um, they're in my office. And of mm. course I cherish them so much. Mm. And uh, I'm very grateful for uh, my almost 30 years of being on television, but it is a hard career as well. I mean, there's, there's a lot of sacrifices, just like in music, just like you guys. I mean, working on holidays and uh, crazy hours of the mm. day and many hours and many uh, days, you know, without your family. So, well, you're an amazing person. You're an amazing person. 
So I, I want to just invite you guys, if there's anybody you want to say as a closing, say a happy Easter to, happy holidays to, please feel free at this moment. Yes, I mean, we want to wish everybody a happy Easter. Everyone. And, you know, even though we're under these circumstances and we have to stay home, all we have to know is that, you know, we're doing it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. We're trying to stay healthy. We're trying to stay safe and trying to keep our families um you know loving our families we're trying to keep our our families healthy and that's the reason why we we have to stay home even though it's easter but yeah. you know you know it's it's funny because it you don't really think about it Blanc, one of blanca's best friends just lost her aunt um to the virus you know mm -hmm. and you you never think about it till it's that close to you mm -hmm. you know it's it, it, yeah. people you know you might know, have a cousin um an older cousin in uh Indianapolis, and he he has a virus, you know, right now, and he's sick, you know, and it and you, it's a scary thing when it's yeah. when it's at a distance and you're watching it on TV and other people, it, you you think about it, but not as much. But when it's in your family or somebody you know, it really is different. So be thankful. We thank mm -hmm. God for yeah. us, you know, healthy and, and safe. Well, thoughts and prayers with your whole family, and uh, I want to thank you for joining us, and uh, you guys stay safe. And uh, we love you very much and take Likewise. care of yourself. Likewise, we love you so much. Yeah. And, and thank you for the interview. <laughs> yeah, big shout out to Kyle. Man. And Christiana. Christiana. Don't, don't forget Emma. And Emma, hello. Emma. Special hello to Emma. Special one to Emma. All right, you guys, take care. We'll see you soon. We want to do a song right now for you from 1995 in my uh, Beat Street CD. And uh, it's not an Easter song, but there's a message behind the song. When I wrote this, it was inspired by the thought that life throws all kinds of things at you. And the song goes major to minor, minor to major, good to bad, happy to sad. And the idea and the inspiration to this song is that the, the promise is that if we stick to the right path and focus on a higher thing that no matter what life throws at us we can all get through it together so uh, I want to do it for you right now it's called The Promises
to all the healthcare workers, the nurses, and all the doctors that are risking their lives on the front line for all of us. We thank you, we support you, we salute you, we love you and honor you. I want to dedicate the song to you. It's the old. 
Man, what a what an awesome time I've had just kind of hanging out with you um, for Easter and Passover and just celebrating uh, newness, um, rebirth, uh, renaissance, we say in French. Um, so grateful for my friend Rick Braun. You know, man, I love you. I have loved you before you were born. I just love you, brother. And uh, Christiana and the, and the kids, you know, hey, Emma, what's up, Kyle? Um, Jonathan Butler, love you, man. Uh, every everybody uh, who's in, involved in this, you know, thank you so much. And uh, so let's roll out with the song that uh, I think sums things up. Uh, it says, "Light of the world, shine on me. Love is the answer." And you know what? Love has always been the answer. Love is the answer, and love will always be the answer. It's still all about love not about religion, not about any of that. It's about love. Jesus said it, and I believe it. Happy Easter. God bless you.
you feel afraid, love one another. And when you've lost your way, love one another. And when you're all alone, love one another. And when you're far from home, love one another. And when you're down and out, no, love one another. And when your hopes are not, love one another. And when you need a friend, love one another. And when you need me, yeah. we got to love, we got to love. Light of the world, shine on me. Love is the answer. Shine on us all, set us free. Love is the answer. Light of the world, shine on me. Love is the answer. Shine on us all, set us free. Love is the answer. Listen, you got to love. You really do have to love one another. I don't think you believe it. You got to love. You don't have a choice. We really do have to love one another. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show, and uh, I'm sad. We have to go, but uh, we will be back next week, next week at 6.30 on Friday, our normal time, and it's going to be a fun show because we, <laughs> we're going to have uh, winners to the Sweet Caroline Karaoke Contest, and I got to tell you, the videos are awesome, 
and we're just gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun so don't miss that next friday 6 30 p.m pacific coast time join us so i want to thank our special guests jonathan butler kirk whalem dave cause our resident hebrew expert randy jacobs and his beautiful wife blanca and of course hamilton harden i also want to thank my production crew back there kyle and Nicholas, these guys are doing an amazing job, and without them, this show wouldn't look this good. You just have to stare at me all night in a white light, and it'd be terrible. Anyway, I want to thank each and every one of you for your generous donations to the show, because without your contributions, we wouldn't be able to keep going. And what I've used that donation for is to establish a fund that's going to help all of the musicians I work with and love, all of whom are out of work until social distancing is no longer necessary. And as we all know, the situation is changing day by day. So just like we say in jazz, I'm improvising because all of this is new and uncertain. But I can make one promise to you. I'm going to do my best to make sure that your donations are put to good use. So if you're enjoying the show, click that subscribe button down there. And if you feel inspired, make a donation and uh, we'd appreciate it. So uh, we're going to leave you with one more song, and this is a song that I've performed many times in church, and uh, it's going to feature the Rick's Cafe Live Brass Ensemble. It's a hymn called Christ Our Lord is Risen Today, and for me, Easter isn't complete until I hear this song. So here you go. Before we go, just remember this. You can't spread the germs, but we can spread the love. And I'm going to tell you right now, I love each and every one of you. Bye-bye.
संगी